Welcome to the Modern Mamas Podcast. I'm Meredith Kosky. Hi, everyone. And I'm Melinda Kosky. Thank you for joining us. The truth is, divorce happens. But we are here to demonstrate that when adults are adults, kids can be kids. And we hope that by sharing our personal experiences, we can help other modern families make it through all the chaos. Thank you for joining. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Modern Mamas Project podcast. Mary and I are happy to have you for an impromptu um, recording session. We're trying to record two podcasts this week, or sorry, this month. Um, so welcome back. Hey, Mayor. Hey, hey, Mindy. Hey, everybody. So this one we is kind of a fun one. Um, fun and scary all at the same time, speaking for Mayor, because it was my idea. I think originally early on we talked about some things out, talking about outside of parenting, um, but still relevant to um, parenting and co-parenting. So we wanted to talk a little bit about dating um, from the single mom's perspective. So this is going to be an interview for Mayor on how dating has been for her for the last few years. How do you feel about that, Mayor? Well, <laughs> a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. Uh, when Mindy approached me about this subject, I said, I need to think about it. I, I just really, I don't feel good at this subject. I don't feel, um, so I thought about it. Um, and I think one thing we've both promised is to show up authentically in this space. And so thought it was important that I talk about it and, it's going to be clunky because I'm clunky <laughs> and, and so is dating in your forties. So let her rip. <laughs> I mean, do you think though that anyone, I mean, unless you're like in your early twenties and like dating to literally date just to have fun, do you think anyone's actually good at it? I don't probably not. I mean, it's probably I not. I think <laughs> probably some people enjoy it more than <laughs> others. Um, yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. That's for sure. Uh, emotionally and mentally, I would say more mostly. Yeah. Especially as you mature, which we will talk about a little bit. Um, okay. So we're going to start by talking just general. Mm -hmm. So when you had to first stop and think like, oh man, I got to start dating now, or I'm going to start dating again, or I have to start dating again, or will I start dating again? What were some of the things that kind of ran through your mind, um, initially up front? Yeah, I think for me, the feeling was, I think it's time to put myself out there again. Mm -hmm. uh, there was just a lot of things that had to happen first. Um, and it took a while. I was separated for a couple of years before I even thought about it because I really was focused on a couple of things, but mostly my kids. Um, getting them settled that my priority was them just getting them to a, a, a more comfortable place with a new normal, um, mm -hmm. healing myself. And that took time. And for me, it was some counseling and, um, we, you know, we moved, uh, you know, during that period of time. Um, so there was just a lot of things at play in order to feel more settled. And then when it felt more calm uh, and the kids seemed 
a little more at peace, um, just needing me a little less, like they would go upstairs and do their own thing. I think that's when I really thought, okay, it's, it's probably time to put myself out there and spend a little time for myself. Like just focusing on you as much as you can. So talking about putting yourself out there and just as a woman or as a working mom or as a single mom, how did it feel now or a couple of years ago or a few years ago when you first started um, putting yourself out there? Um, (laughs) Because I think that's what so many people are anxious about and insecure about and scared. Yeah. And I think this is probably not going to be helpful, but it's, it's terrifying. It really is. Um, and I think you have to, you know, I truly believe that God did not create us to do life alone. Um, and so that's ultimately why I decided to put myself out there, but it is really scary. Um, you know, I had been Mark and I started dating when we were 21. And so it'd been 20 years since I'd been on a date and things are so different. You know, I am different. You're after you have kids, your bodies are so different. You've got wrinkles. And, um, so it was just really scary. Um, and I think I'm, I'm learning about the Enneagram, um, but I'm definitely an Enneagram too. And so it was really just like, it's a, what if they don't like me? You know, how could, what if somebody doesn't like me that to me, even if I don't like them, that Mm -hmm. to me is, um, really scary makes me insecure. Yeah. Would you say that was like one of your biggest fears or if you had to like pinpoint a fear of starting dating, um, could you do that? Um, I, I think it would be, uh, that insecurity. Which is so strange, right? Like, because you're, you, I feel like you're a confident woman and so many people are. And to, think about that something like dating would make us vulnerable, but it's so true. And it's so easy for it to, and for what people think of us as much as we want to say, it doesn't matter, but that's, I just don't think that, that, that's something that I think it's something so many people experience. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I show up there. I I feel like I am very confident in a, in a friendship setting, in a work Mm -hmm. setting. Um, but it does make you vulnerable in a completely different way. And, and I think that that was my biggest insecurity about it or my biggest fear was the insecurity. Yeah. Um, so I find myself always tending to make fun of living in Indiana because I, whoever thought, I mean, I'm sure you didn't think that you'd be living in Indiana, but definitely not. <laughs> we love um, our little community, but neither of us are from here. So how has it been? And you grew up in a bigger city. I grew up in a super small city, but lived in bigger cities. And so how how you just get to meet people a little easier in bigger cities. How has it been um, meeting people here in Carmel or the surrounding area? Yeah, it's... um... It's pretty tough, I would say. Uh, I, you know, my preference would be for somebody to like fix me up with somebody. I mean, that has never worked for whatever reason. People don't know single men or they <laughs> won't hook me up with anybody because no one's, you know, quote, good enough for me. <laughs> um, but we do, we live in this small community. And I remember 
um, very clearly, Chase and I were out shopping one Saturday and we saw one of his friend's mom with another one of his friend's dad. Oh my and they gosh. Were clearly dating. And I just remember he thought that was so strange. And this was a few years ago, but he was like, <laughs> just sort of blown away by it. And uh, I remember very clearly another story is Cole said, you know, when I had talked to him about dating and um, he said, just please don't date any of my friend's dads. <laughs> so my God. it really does narrow the pool, especially, um, you know, narrows the opportunity to, to know people. Well, considering so, in Carmel and yeah. you have two boys around the same age. I mean, it's like, but do you think, I mean, is it just thinking about that now, because no matter what, I mean, when, when we like go to events or go anywhere with the kids, it's like, don't talk at us. Don't, don't look, don't look at us. Um, act like you don't exist type of thing. I feel like they're getting better at it now, but do you think that they would, I mean, thinking about that a couple of years later, do you think that they would be as like embarrassed about it? Or do you think they would be like, do you think that they've matured too in this process with um, you dating? Yes. I mean, definitely. I, uh, you know, I think that they are, they, they tend to be pretty protective of me. So oh, I yeah. that <laughs> would ever change. I think more than anything, it would just be, and I don't disagree. I think it would be awkward for me to, um, interact with one of their friends in like a, that capacity. I do think that would be weird. Oh yeah. On both sides probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay. So dating at just general dating apps. So like I'm trying to think back to, I met my first husband on a dating app and, um, it was awkward then because it was a lot of I don't know. It was a little trashy too. Like just some, and I know that you've experienced that, but what are your thoughts? Um, Cause it's not like you just go to the grocery store and randomly meet someone or hang out at the bar every other night a week and can meet someone like right. I, people resort to using dating apps, especially professionals. So what are your, what are your thoughts um, on that or your experiences on that? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm for them. I really, that's how I've, I met my you know, the people that I've dated. Um, I don't know how else, you know, we, we're supposed to meet people. I'm unwilling and <laughs> wouldn't want to be with somebody who I, you know, met at a bar or, um, I just don't think it's realistic for people our age. And so I think that that is one of the best ways to go about it. Now you have to be careful because I mean, talk about trash there are some <laughs> be, you know there's like unsolicited pictures that come through I could not believe you that one night I could not because you hear about like you see stuff like that on tv but I would never think yeah so I mean, it just becomes very easy to um you know weed out the weed out the scary stuff um that comes along with that but I mean, I'm for the apps. I think I think that done carefully, and I, I would say the best thing you can do is um, get off of the app as soon as you can. Get texting or talking on the phone or even in person as soon as possible to you know really make sure you're getting to know somebody in a 
in a deeper, more meaningful way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think, okay. So my last question here, so you've been dating for a little bit. Um, does it get any easier? Um, and, and to follow up on that, is it easier to cut ties when you know it's not working? Cause I think that that's something that I don't think a lot of people are very good at, at least. I mean, if it's not, if it's not working, is it, do you, do you recognize it sooner? And you're like, I'm not wasting my time and move on. Um, so does it get any easier and is it, is it easier to cut ties? Yeah. Um, so I don't, I'm, I'm a people person and, um, like, I'm not like tooting my own horn, but I mean, I care deeply for people and I don't want to hurt their feelings. So, I mean, that I think will always be difficult for me. Um, but I think for me, it's really helped to set some non-negotiables for what I'm looking for in a partner. And I think, um, like for me, it's, you know, somebody who's Christian, somebody who is um, open to marriage again in the future, open to being a step parent. Um, most of all, somebody who I want to be friends with. And I am unwilling to bend on any of those um, anymore. So I think that makes it really um, a little more clear cut when it's time to cut ties with somebody. So I think those boundaries have made it a little bit easier for me and just holding fast to those. Do you find that that make that, cause you have been saying this, I think since we met, like even when, we, when, when you and I first started our relationship, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you, you set those boundaries too. And you set those expectations and you are real clear mm -hmm. on things that you were going to tolerate or things that you, um, and you've actually helped me to do that in some of my relationships with my sisters mm -hmm. and, you know, just be more, stand up for yourself more. Mm -hmm. Does it make you feel now transferring that to a relationship with a significant other? Does it make you feel like just more empowered and like at ease because you're like, this is what I'm going to take. And this is what I'm not going to take. So it's like cut and dry like that. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I think the the good and the bad about dating in your forties is that you, you're not in a rush. I don't want to say like you're in a rush to like down the aisle. That's not it. It's you have those intentional conversations much sooner in the relationship than you would in your twenties. Right. I mean, it, I ask them <laughs> very early on these questions to get a good read on somebody and it, it is empowering. And I think it's, um, you know, I talk about this at work a lot, but you speak the truth and, you know, in, you know, in love, like I, these are the things and it's, if they're not going to work for you, or if that's not who you are, then, you know, we're going to kindly part ways. And I think yeah. though those, those conversations just happen a little sooner, I would say, um, when you're in an adult grown up. In the 40s, yeah, but I think for for you too, your voice, and I've heard this from people that have responded about our podcast, is so one. You've got a great like radio voice, but I also feel like when you talk to people, you're very soothing and calm, and 
it's hard to not take bad news. Okay. From you. I mean, it's, (laughs) Well, that's probably why I'm in human resources. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, my exactly. Employee relations voice on. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, let's. I switch. really do believe in being, you know, honest with the people that I interact with, whether it's a friendship or a dating relationship or somebody at work or you know. Yeah, it's really important. And I think it's something that people just appreciate about you. I hope so. Um, okay, so let's talk long term relationship. So some people may know, um, that know you well, um, that you were in a long-term relationship for the last few years. What were some of the struggles that you faced during this first big relationship, if you will, following, um, your divorce? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I would say we, we had what I would call like regular struggles, right? regular struggles of, you know, people who are dating in their forties. Um, I don't mean this in like a mean way, but like nobody gets to be our age without baggage. Right. Mm -hmm. And whether that is, um, kids or, um, you know, past relationships, whether it's, I mean, we heard from, you know, we've heard some from people, uh, you know, through the podcast that, um, you know, these, terrible relationships with their, you know, ex-spouse's new spouse. And, you know, I I mean, I also think we are who we are at this point. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether that means we're, we're bringing stubbornness or we're bringing, you know, past, uh, hurts or even, uh, you know, kind of like that sort of like mind baggage, no one gets out unscathed. No one gets to be this age unscathed. And so, um, I think we just had those normal, those normal struggles. Um, but with this particular relationship and I did meet this person on a dating app and he was just like the best thing that could have happened to me. Like right after my divorce, he was the safest spot for me to land. Mm -hmm. And, um, he just, you know, he, he gave, and you know, it's, we didn't work out and so that's okay. But I just, um, he was a a soft spot, like I said, for a soft spot for me to land. And he really just gave me hope about putting myself out there and being able to show up in a relationship authentically myself. I think, you know, I had um, held back in so many of my relationships in the past. Um, and he just empowered me to really show up as me and just accepting of me. And so it was just, you know, it was a great first relationship that just gave me a lot of hope for the future. So it sounds like it like just gave you a big boost of confidence too, that you needed or some sort of, just I don't know, affirmation or something that it, it just sparked something. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I would say like confidence. I think I would say um, you know, uh, just comfort. I think after my divorce was really pretty painful and I just felt a lot of, um, in, not like insecurity about myself, but just insecurity about being alone and, you know, not having somebody and being left. And I think that that relationship gave me a lot of peace as far as being 
taken care of. And I put it using air quotes because it's not like financial mm-hmm. taken care of or anything like that. It was very much an emotional, like um, taking care of that, like being kind to the whole self that I brought to the relationship. So that was yeah. really special. Yeah. So I, I, um, I had read somewhere shortly after I got divorced, um, that when you get into your first relationship, um, your first breakup post-divorce is the hardest. So having been in, um, it's not like you're a serial dater. I mean, you were in a long-term relationship for a little bit, um, for the last few years. And so was that true for you? Was it, was it extra hard? Was it, I mean, how, how, how do you, how would you categorize that? Yeah, it's, it's hard to categorize it because like I said, it was, Mark and I had been together for 20 years and then I had this long-term relationship and I don't really have anything to compare it to, but, Mm -hmm. um, I would say, I mean, it was difficult to get over, um, because I, I mean, I think, you know, anytime you choose and I think you choose to move forward with somebody in a, in a meaningful way, it, it's hard when that doesn't end because you, you make plans, you look at the future and you, um, you get hopeful. And so I think at any time something like that doesn't work out, it's, it's disappointing and difficult. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about something a little more cheery. <laughs> It sounds good. <laughs> Enough about that. Um, okay. So, and this is, I've really been excited about this part. So you've been dating someone for a couple months now. Yep. Um, how's that going? Good. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to jinx anything. <laughs> no, it's good. He's really nice. Oh, I love that. And, um, Meredith, uh, is probably too conservative. So I'll say, and he's smoking hot too. He's so cute. (laughs) Yeah, he is. He's pretty cute. Um, the first time she sent me a picture, I was like, Oh, Holy cow. (laughs) Um, so that's exciting. What, what do you feel like is different now than before for any relationship different with this one than, than before? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's getting older that you just know who you are more. Um, You have more confidence in how you interact with people. And at least for me, it's been really helpful to have those boundaries that I have um, or the guidelines I have for, you know, people that I will choose to have a future with. Mm -hmm. And I think just knowing myself and how um, I approach a relationship or even dating some of the things that I'm willing and unwilling to, you know, um, do or tolerate throughout the, the interactions. Yeah. What would you say is, um, some fun advice that you have for, for people dating in their like late thirties or forties or older, who cares, or dating just in general? Um, some fun advice and then some like rock solid, make sure you do this advice. I think I know what the latter is going to be. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I sound like a broken record. Um, so I think my serious advice is 
sets some guidelines about what are non-negotiables. And I don't mean that to sound like petty. I'm not talking about he needs to drive a certain car or make a certain amount of money or have a certain job or anything like that. No, I'm not talking about any of those things. I am talking about character things that are important to you. And I mentioned a few of mine, but you know, um, those are things that I will no longer say yes to if somebody is like, I'm, I, I don't want to be a step parent because that's a big ask. I get Mm -hmm. that. And I'm not asking you to, you know, marry me right now. I'm just saying if that is never on your radar, then this is not going to work. Right. Kids aren't going anywhere. Um, if somebody is not a Christian, like an actual practicing Christian, like we're just never going to work out because that's something that's important to me. So I think I would just encourage men and women to think about those things. And even if you meet somebody who is awesome and wonderful and smoking hot, you know, (laughs) if, if they are never open to getting married again, and that's something that's really important to you, then you're not going to change them. And I know, and I think that's okay. And you just need to be able to cut ties. Um, so that's my serious advice. I would say my fun advice is, um, have fun. I mean, it's like as an adult with kids, you don't always have the opportunity to go and do things like go to concerts. And, um, so in your dating life, just do fun things with that person, become friends with them, um, take advantage of, you know, the opportunity to just go out and have a martini, you know, things you wouldn't normally do, take a walk, um, in a park, go to a concert, um, really just stretch yourself as far as like, what would be a fun date? Um, and so enjoy it, lean into that part of dating because some of it can get really tiring and a little emotional, but, um, I would say enjoy it for what it is and try to have some fun doing it. Mm -hmm. And you've been doing that the last couple of months. Don't you feel like I, I feel like you have been having, like, you've just been having fun. Like you haven't been taking, um, not that you haven't been taking it seriously. I know you have, but it's just, you've seemed like you've been having a lot of fun. Yeah, I have. And I think, um, I did in my, um, dating my first dating relationship too. Um, we had a lot of fun and I think that's really important to find a partner that you have fun with and that you want to be friends with. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to try and tie this back a little bit to, um, the kids too, because they obviously like they, um, they just want you to be happy and you're right there. So overprotective. Um, but how, how do you, in from your view, have they been generally just about you dating or even when you were in a longer term relationship, they, to me, that seemed to embrace it and, and be obviously supportive, but just embrace it for you too. Yeah, I think they are, they want me, like you said, they want me to be happy. Um, they, I think my, my dating relationship, um, he was really good about that. He really tried to form a relationship and spend some time with them and, um, teach them how to do things around the house. And so 
I think that was really important. Um, they, I don't, I don't know if it's ever going to be where they're like, Oh, perfect. Mm -hmm. So happy to share. But I also know that when they're at your house and I'm home alone, they also don't like that. Right. Um, no, they don't. They're always checking the ring. Yes. They're, they check the ring or they check the life 360 and see where I am. And, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think it's just, you know, the, um, the protection, the protectiveness coupled with the, you know, they also know that they're not going to be living in this house for that many more years. And so I know they don't want me to be alone. And I think mostly because they know I, I don't want to be alone. Um, so, you know, that's interesting what you said about, I mean, you, you started to see it, but the sharing you part mm-hmm. is, I think probably even harder for boys than it would be for, for girls. But, um, just thinking about, you know, no, she's our mom. Right. <laughs> she, uh, we are the most important boys, men in her life. And so, I mean, I've never like gathered that from them, but I also don't think they would like overtly say it, but that's a good point too, that like balance you having to balance that where it's like, no, you guys are my number one priority, but I'm also my priority and I need to, you know, you got to share me a little. Yeah. And I think, I think you're probably right about boys and their moms that the three of us are incredibly close. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think, um, I I think that's a big part of it, but uh, I think what I've really tried to do with them is I've told them multiple times, like I'm never going to lie to you. And there are things that are age appropriate and there are things that are not age appropriate. And, you know, that's, and they know that that's where I draw boundaries. But for the most part, I've just been really open and honest about even if it's not to the point where they're meeting somebody, like they know I'm out on a date. I'm not going to lie to them about that. Um, so I, th- I think that's been really helpful for us is that I'm not sneaking around. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being honest with them because that's I expect honesty from them. So that's what they get from me too. Well, and if they really want to know what's going on, they can listen to this podcast, but I guarantee they won't because remember on the last one, the $5 that I offered up, yep. nobody ever claimed it. So oh, I know I was, I was like, I even asked, I said, have you guys been listening to the podcast? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, you might want to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, the offer has they expired. Think, <laughs> they think we're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chase keeps t- uh, telling me that I'm his favorite stepmom. And I'm like, what does that actually mean? Because yeah, that's <laughs> funny. He tells me I'm his favorite mom too. I'm like, well, okay, good. Well, as long as well, any other we survived this dating episode, or you did at least. Any other bits of advice before we we close out? Um, I think I would just say, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and show up as yourself and have some good boundaries in place um, and just have fun, have fun. Like you can't meet somebody if you're unwilling to put yourself out there. And Mm -hmm. so I would just encourage you to whatever feels like a safe, comfortable way to do that. I would encourage you to, to do it and get out there and find your person. Well, that's good advice. And um, should Mayor keep dating, 
um, I, I can help, um, handle some of the incoming calls and messages for her. So please feel free to, <laughs> to share. Contact and, my secretary. please. Yeah. And I will, um, I will weed through them and, and pick out the good ones. <laughs> yeah. Add that to the list of how to how to pick up people. <laughs> yeah, no, get to a podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that is a wrap on episode number three. Thanks everybody for joining and listening. Um, we hope that we offered a little bit of advice um, as much as we can. Yeah, thanks for listening, Modern Mamas. 